Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Twice a year, most of us in the United States go through a sort of time warp. In March, we go to bed on a Saturday night, climbing under our covers for a relaxing slumber. But then the alarm goes off an hour early the next day. Ugh. This time warp is daylight saving time, of course. And it's one of the three science-related props Californians are voting on this year. I'm Olivia Allen Price. It's Bay Curious Prop Week. All week long, we're taking you inside what's behind some of the many propositions you'll be voting on this November. Today, we'll explore questions of daylight saving time and animal confinement, plus a water bond. Stay with us. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. Daylight saving time is this practice that we have of switching our clocks twice a year. To help us understand Proposition 7, I called in my friend from a few desks down. I'm Danielle Venton. I'm one of the editors on the science desk here at KQED. Prop 7 could lead to the end of switching clocks in California. But before we get into how the prop works, let's first understand how daylight saving time came to be a thing in the first place. It was an idea that has been kicked around for centuries. Benjamin Franklin calculated that the French could save some you know, number of pounds of candles every year by switching their clocks. But the first country to institute it was Germany during the First World War, and then they brought it back for the Second World War. And that was meant to save energy. It was voted on by California voters in 1949. It was wartime, and this belief that it would save energy and would help the war effort, it was a very popular notion. I'd always heard it had something to do with farms. Is that just a total myth? Is that not true? It seems to be largely a myth. I mean, farmers are going to wake up when the sun gets up. Cows do not read clocks. You know, you, you bale your hay when it's ready. Because Californians voted daylight saving time into practice in 1949, it's up to us to vote it out 
or in the case of Prop 7, vote to pass control onto the legislature. So if it passes, the state legislature will have the authority to vote on changing daylight saving time. And if they approve it by two thirds and if the federal government allows, then California could maintain year round daylight saving time. So people can think of this as like step one in at least a three step process. Right. But it's likely that if there is a lot of voter support for this, then the legislature would follow the will of the people. How did this get on the ballot? So Assemblymember Kenson Shu. Yeah, Kenson Shu, I'm a state assembly member representing District 25. From the South Bay. Heard about this issue from one of his constituents. I got this idea from my dentist. You know, he was telling me there was a, a health impact. Two at six, potential daylight saving time dangerous now that the sun sets later. But the changing of the clocks can also disturb sleep, something some experts blame for an increase in car crashes this time of year. There is consensus that it disrupts sleep schedules, that there's a higher incidence of heart attacks and stroke. Supporters of Prop 7 say not only is daylight saving time hazardous for your health, but it doesn't really save energy either. Studies have found that energy savings is pretty much a wash. On the other side of the coin, you've got opponents of Prop 7 who say darker mornings could be dangerous for pedestrians. If we kept daylight saving time year-round, that would mean very dark mornings in the winter. Some people worry that that puts children in particular at extra risk when they are traveling to school. Now, California wouldn't be the first place to try to ditch the clock switch. Arizona and Hawaii don't do daylight saving time, and neither do most countries in the world. Even if this prop does pass, things aren't going to change overnight. Clocks would still change in November, of course, on November 2nd, and they would still change um, in the springtime. But the legislature would have the choice of keeping that change permanent. So potentially in a year, we would not be falling back. That's right. Next, we turn to Proposition 12, the animal confinement prop. It was put on the ballot by the Humane Society of the United States. KQD science reporter Leslie McClurg explains what it's all about. Californians are going to vote on whether or not animals should come out of cages, like all together. So it would take pigs, uh, egg-laying hens, and veal calves out of cages altogether, and it allocates a specific amount of space for each animal, depending on which animal it is. Now, there are some farms that are basically already doing this kind of farming, right? Yeah, exactly. I went to a small farm in Pescadero near the coast, and a farmer there, her name is Dee Dee Boyce, showed me around the grounds, and she is really, really passionate about taking care of her animals in the most natural conditions that she can. So we pasture-raise two different breeds of slow-growing chickens, um, ducks, heritage turkeys, and pigs. And so right now we're kind of looking at... um, the setup we have where all of the animals get rotated. The animals are kept in a very large, very open space. This time of day, they're um, pretty much in the shelter, but in the morning and evening, they definitely spread out a lot more. And she's just really against the idea of keeping animals confined in any way. The point for me is to raise animals in a way that they were intended to live. Dee Dee Boyce supports Prop 12 because she wants to see more animals raised without cages. If this prop feels vaguely familiar to you, there's a reason why. 
Leslie, didn't we already do this? I remember voting on this already. In some ways, we did already. This was Proposition 2 back in 2008. It said that animals should have enough space to stand up, sit down, turn around, and spread their limbs or wings. It didn't allocate a specific amount of space. And industry basically argued that that was too vague. So they didn't take the animals out of the cages. They just put fewer animals in the cages. So is it fair to think of Prop 12 as kind of a redo of Prop 2, only this time like with much more specific requirements? Yeah, that's right. And so it's 43 square feet per calf. It's 24 square feet per pig. And each egg-laying hen will have to have a, a foot of space. I think what's important about Proposition 12 is it not only includes animals in California and how they're raised, but also anything imported into California. So this will change the practices for producers all across the country. And as you might guess, not all of those producers are thrilled about Proposition 12. I also talked to a guy named Ken Majoff. He's a pork producer in Illinois. We're on the same land uh, that my great-great-great-great-grandfather uh, purchased in 1851. And he was really adamant that he believes in taking care of animals, but he actually specifically said that animals do not have rights. But I believe that farmers, ranchers, veterinarians are animal welfareists. So there's a difference between animal rights and animal welfare. And that we should take care of animals as best we can, but we need to be cost effective. This, these type of legislation actually affects low-income people much, much harder than, than middle or high-income uh, folks because they just can't afford uh, the cost of their food. And he says, you know, if consumers are willing to pay more, these products are already available in the grocery store. You can already buy cage-free, organic, etc. products. Those are available. So why force everyone to do something that maybe they can't afford? If Prop 12 passes, there is some time built in for producers to adapt their facilities. Changes for pork and veal would need to be done by 2020, and for egg-laying hens, it's 2022. Last up, we've got Proposition 3. And what would a California election be without a water prop on the ballot? Voters just okayed a $4 billion water bond in June of this year. And here we are again. A measure on ballots this November could have major implications for our water here. In Proposition 3 authorizes bonds to fund projects for water supply. In it's an $8.9 billion bond measure for water-related projects. If passed, Prop 3 would issue nearly $9 billion in bonds to fund a bunch of different water projects. The largest payouts go to projects that improve water quality, restore watersheds, and help sustain our groundwater. There is some disagreement among environmentalists on this one. Supporters like Save the Bay say it will leave the state better prepared for a drought and help fix our water infrastructure. But opponents, like the Sierra Club, say it benefits wealthy farmers in the Central Valley. And taxpayers shouldn't foot the bill for projects the private sector should cover. We've got more on Proposition 3 on the Bay Curious website. You'll find a KQED forum debate on the topic, plus a guide to all the propositions on the November ballot. This episode was produced by Ryan Levy and me, Olivia Allen Price. We'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning for a look at Proposition 5. 
which could expand tax breaks for homeowners 55 and older. It's a really interesting one. You definitely want to tune in. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. <laughs> 